Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watts Podcast, where we keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is so recapping the weekend of November 11th, or 10th through the 12th, 2023. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Uh, we are a little bit late this episode. I'm still getting back in the use to recording a podcast on a regular basis. Uh, but here we are uh, on recording this Thursday night before the next weekend of box office. Um, and yeah, I'm actually going to be traveling tomorrow uh, to visit some family out of state. So I won't actually be recording an episode next week. So um, the next time you'll be hearing me will be, uh, I believe, targeting uh, November 28th. Um, but yeah, let's just go ahead and hop into it. Um, let's start with the box office numbers to get back in the practice of doing that. Um, and then uh, we're going to go ahead and look at some big news that, that affect the box office industry as a whole. Uh, so first off, coming in, the first place for this weekend was the newest MCU film from Disney, The Marvels. Um, now, expectations for this were somewhere in like the, uh, uh, say, I believe it was like the 40 to $60 million range, which is you know obviously much lower. Um, at the beginning of the year, I had this pegged as a potential $100 million opener. But unfortunately, I mean, it just ended up opening to only $46 million uh, in 4,030 theaters for per theater average of 11442 Um now, you know, the numbers I'm looking at now on the numbers are for through uh, yesterday, Wednesday, um, is up to $53 million with $62 million internationally. So that's about $116 million or so. Um, so, you know, it only got about, about $100 million in its opening weekend worldwide, not domestically, uh, which is definitely a step down for uh, what people were hoping this film would be able to do. But, you know, there's just a lot going on here, right? I saw a number that, you know, the stats are that, you know, um, this presumably woman-led film, you know, did not really have an output of, of female attendance. I think some, something like 65% um, male attendance as opposed to, say, Barbie, which is closer to 71%, or even something like, you know, Wonder Woman, which is closer to 50-50, um, you know, ma male-female. So I think that's another factor to that as well. And I also saw some stats showing that, you know, the younger generations, you know, people under 18, were just showing up less for this film than, than in others. And that might be another hint at, you know, maybe why the MCU isn't doing as well, is that they just haven't really been able to capture that younger demographic as much as they had been previously. Um, now, one that has uh, been able to was uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, um, which uh, in its third weekend dropped 53% to $8.9 million uh, in second place, um, $3,694 uh, theaters for a per theater average of uh, 2436 uh, Domestic total to date is $127 million, so in that $100 million club, add to it another $132 million worldwide, and that's $260 million uh, to date or so um, as of the time of recording, which is really impressive. Uh, third place, Taylor Swift continues her run and the fifth week of her tour, uh, $6 million from uh, uh, a 55% uh, percent drop from last week. Um, 756 was lost down to 2,848 for about 2,140 per theater average. Domestic total is $172 million. Worldwide to date, it's closer to $241 million. Uh, in week three, we have uh, in in fourth place we have Priscilla from A twenty four in its third week, um, or I, which I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, let me just double check the numbers here, um, should be its uh, third week of total release. So it's only its second week of wide release. Um, it made four point seven million dollars in two thousand three hundred sixty one theaters, making a two thousand and thirty per theater average, um, twelve million dollars a day. Though notably, it's only a five percent drop from last week. Now that is because you know we did see an increase from about one thousand three hundred theaters up 
up to about 2,300. Um, so it went from, you know, a 3.7 uh, per theory average down to 2,000, but still, you know, pretty good. Um, this could probably, probably, I would say, leg it out to maybe $20 million or so, which isn't bad for this kind of film. Um, I don't believe I have a number for that budget, but a quick Google suggests it's about $20 million or so. So, you know, obviously this one will play out, I think, over the course of the award season, you know, uh, uh, Kaylee Spaney is in, in, in contention for Best Actress, I think. You know, it's suggesting to get some technical considerations for, you know, um, for, for makeup and costume and production maybe. So, you know, I think this one will, be, will do pretty well. Uh, similarly, we have Killers of the Flower Moon in its fourth week. And now this one did open wide right off the bat. Um, it is up to um, $59 million as of this weekend. Um, made $4.5 million this weekend in 3,357 theaters for a per average of around 1,366. Um, so that's, you know, doing pretty well. Um, you know, so far domestic total uh, as of today recording, $61 million, $77 million overseas for about $138 million now. Obviously, right, this isn't going to make up to the $200 million plus that Apple spent uh, on producing this film, plus whatever it needs to market the film. But, you know, this one is definitely a, a heavy favorite to be in contention for multiple above-the-line awards uh, at the Oscars this year. Um, so, you know, I think this is going to play out uh, for an extended period of time throughout the awards season. Uh, so that's all of the top five. Um, some other notables, right? We have The Holdovers, which is another Oscar favorite. Um, I believe that is in its third weekend. Um, went from six theaters to 64 theaters, up to 778 theaters uh, this weekend. So it kind of its wide release. Um, it, it went from 35K per theater average to 8.8K in 64 to a 4.1K, um, which I believe, you know, accepting the Marvels, right, uh, is I believe the highest per theater average of anything in the top 10. So yeah, I think that has uh, pretty good prognostics for it. Um, only 3.2 million that week this weekend, so that's the majority of its 4.2 million domestic total. Uh, we have a new film from Sony Pictures, The Journey to Bethlehem, in 2,000 theaters, just under $1,200 per theater average, made $2.4 million. Um, and an Indian film, Tiger 3, um, opened in 775 theaters for a better, you know, 2466 uh, per theater average at, with $1.9 million. Um, and yeah, the other one that I think stands out this weekend is we have uh, A24 has another um, a Nick Cage film, Dream Scenario, opening in six theaters for it to you know, $35,000 per theater average in six theaters. So, you know, not the highest, not breaking anything, but, you know, still uh, respectable all things. I don't think that's going to be an Oscar player, though. Um, so yeah, I think that's everything in terms of uh, domestic box office coming out. Um, coming up uh, this coming weekend, uh, let me just check the uh, release schedule. Um is you know it is uh we have the hunger birds uh hunger games ballad of songbirds and snakes from lionsgate um we have next go wins from searchlight pictures on the taika waititi film that's basically ted lasso um, we have a horror film thanksgiving from sony pictures and we have trolls band together from universal um in addition to that we have uh, fallen leaves from movie um as a limited release um i believe that is finland's i believe uh, oscar submission for international feature and we also have saltburn from amazon studios which is a very divisive film from uh, emerald Fen um, uh, going in there, uh, starring uh, Barry Key again. Um, you know, I don't think that's going to end up doing that well at the Oscars. It's, it seems pretty divisive, um, but yeah, I think that's going to be the case. And you know, just for the heck of it, let's go ahead and throw in uh, the next couple of um, the next couple of, of, of the next weekend as well, since we're not going to be here um, on the twenty second. We have Napoleon opening wide. That is the Ridley Scott film uh, from uh, Sony, also Apple TV Plus. That's starring Joaquin Phoenix as the titular Emperor of France. Um, we also have Walt Disney. 
coming out with Wish, um, which is the 100th, 100th anniversary celebration animated film uh, starring uh, Chris Pine and Ariana DeBose in the lead, lead voice roles. Um, Saltburn will expand wide on the 22nd. Um, and then, you know, we have some Netflix things going in limited theaters, you know, American Symphony, Maestro, um, Monster from Walgo USA, which is um, you know, not Japan's submission this year. I actually was able to catch that in theaters um, at the Angelica this week for its, its qualifying run. Um, um, but you know, this is a, um, uh, I think a, re- uh, I think a, re- uh, a Koreeda film, um, uh, and then uh, Society of Snow from Netflix also coming out. Um, and then, um, let's see, I think that should be everything, um, this coming, uh, this coming weekend, uh, for uh, that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, looking at the long range forecast, um, for coming up. Box Office Pros has Hunger Games at about forty uh, about forty seven million dollars. Um, which you know I have a bet going that it's going to make less than John Wick. Um, John Wick Four is going to be the highest uh, opening weekend for Lionsgate this year, which I think I'm going to win based on that. Uh, Trolls Band Together coming in with twenty eight million dollars. Um, you know the Marvels looking to drop to about sixteen million dollars. Uh, Thanksgiving the horror film coming to twelve million dollars. Next goal wins about four point two million dollars. Um, and I believe that that that's all of the new films there. And then looking at a slightly longer range form uh forecast um you know we have uh um, napoleon uh coming in about 17 to 22 million all over the three-day weekend or about 23 to 32 million for the five-day weekend uh which will be about 40 to 60 million dollars for the three-day about 57 to 86 million for the five-day um so those are the ones coming out uh in the next that will be wide uh and and, and significantly looking at um saltburn is going to be really hard to tell just because you know that's going to be a lot depending on you know how well it does in the limited release and then whether or not that'll translate to films picking it up for the uh thanksgiving uh for the for the thanksgiving weekend all right so that is that um i do have to you know, get to bed soon uh, i'm driving for seven hours tomorrow but a couple of things i really wanted to touch on headline wise first off congratulations congratulations to sag aftra um it, it uh you know we were back to work with um you know the the deal being reached um i believe they still have to actually ratify the deal um but it looks like you know there is um there is, and and obviously, um, if you if you paid attention, you know, actors can go back to promoting their films, um, for the Oscars. So you've definitely seen a lot of that happening in the last week or so. Um, you know, I I believe I'm still looking for a good summary of all of the details of the deal. Um, it looks like you know there, and I might do a be- another episode when I get detailing that a little bit more. But you know, they were able to get to get some form of uh, revenue sharing on um. On, uh, on 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 streaming residuals. Now it's not you know pure exactly the same formula that the Writers Guild is using, and it's not like they had had, had proposed you know a per subscribe su- subscriber flat fee. Um, so you know that is essentially uh you know it's it's a bit of a hybrid of of, of situation that they're apparently working with. Um, haven't fu- I haven't fully looked at those numbers yet, and then they have provisions uh, for the AI, which is the other I think real big sticking issue. Um, particularly when you know when it comes to um. Uh, to, to getting name and like this now you know there are some rumblings of some people within sag after saying they should vote no on the proposal because there's there's it's still allowing for some use of ai um and you know the deal that the friend dresser and the negotiators came up with was essentially a kind of a compromise saying you can use ai but you have to essentially notify if you're going to use it you have to get consent to use it uh, and you change the script you can't really store it and continue to use it it's only for that particular case situation where consent is given that's my understanding of how it is i'll, I'll try to find a little bit more and, and do that um but you know in the meantime a bunch of films are getting back into production just from this article on deadline on deadline deadpool 3 gladiator 2 Beatles. Juice 2, Jura number 2, V. 
Um, but yeah, that's all going back there. Now, despite all that, there are some mo- movies that are getting moved on the Disney slate, particularly um, for Marvel. So the only film, so um, Mar- uh, Deadpool 3, which we just mentioned, moved to July 2024. Meanwhile, Captain America Brave New World and the Thunderbolts and all of the other films um, that, and Blade you know, that had been planned moving uh, back to 2025. Um, so uh, MCU film will be on that uh, uh, Deadpool 3 uh, as opposed to the three films we got this year. Um, also notably that uh, Mufasa the Lion King the live action sequel uh, is going from July to December date that day. Uh, and then... And then, you know, uh, meanwhile, there were going to be apparently three Sony uh, Spider-Man films coming out next year. There are three uh, Sony films, uh, Madam Web uh, coming out Halloween weekend. Um, we have Craven the Hunter coming out in August. And then an untitled Venom Let There Be Carnage sequel coming out in November. So that's kind of making over it. And there were no DC films coming out next year either. So Sony's going to rule the, the, the superhero world next year. Um, now... We also did get from now. Speaking of DC, though, we did also get some bit of a interesting news. Uh, we had um, co- so there was essentially uh, so if you remember the Batgirl situation um, where they had essentially filmed and completed an entire superhero film, um, you know, including Brandon Fraser as a villain, um, film completed, and then David Zaslav just decided that hey, we're just not going to release this. We're going to take a tax write off for this. Made a lot of people mad. Um, well, what happened then was that essentially there's another film, uh, Coyote versus Acme starring John Cena produced by James Gunn that essentially, right, had been completed, had been done, and then apparently they just decided to scrap it, right, take the tax write-off on that. That made a lot of people mad, um, and I think, you know, I think what happened was that, you know, there were apparently calls for uh, producers and other people and actors to, like, essentially blacklist Warner Brothers, like, make them essentially, if not fully blacklist, at least have them be the studio you want to go to last um, if you're trying to pitch a project, right? And I think that kind of got up to... That, that found their way. There's a lot of outcry over this because, hey, if James Gunn, the head of um, of, of DC, um, cannot make sure his film gets alive, what's to say that your film that you're going to work on doesn't get canceled in the future for a tax write-off? So it looks like they might have backtracked. They're looking at potentially trying to sell it to another streamer, Netflix, Amazon, Apple TV. We'll see who ends up picking it up. But, you know, that's definitely uh, some some more uh, w, uh, Warner Brothers uh, 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 Tom Foolery up to, up, up to um, no good there. Um, let's see, there was a, uh, a, a AMC had an earnings call, you know, they had good earnings actually, um, but, it, but then, you know, the end of the stock ended up dropping because, you know, they essentially decided to sell $350 million worth of stock to raise more funds, which, you know, um, if the writer's strike, if this actor strike had gone on a little bit longer, I think it would definitely would have been necessary as more films would have gotten pushed out of next year. So I think, you know, that is a, a, a thing, but, you know, they also doubled down. They said like in their earnings call, they're going to double down on more successful concert films, much like, you know, the Taylor Swift now Taylor Swift is definitely its own her own thing um, but you know there's the Beyonce film that I think just came out and I and I could definitely see them trying to produce these kind of films in the future um, otherwise you know some other things you know Hulu Disney um, Bob apparently um, you know that uh, um, you know there was a report that uh, uh, Disney ended up acquiring the last third of um of, uh, of, of Hulu from uh, Fast um, and they're preparing to essentially combine Hulu and Disney Plus here in the United States. Now, obviously, overseas, you know, much of the content on Hulu is already on Disney Plus in a different tab. So, you know, that's just a thing that's to keep an eye out for. And as far as new films coming out, you know, we have um, uh, Legend of Zelda, a, a live action film apparently coming that, that has been confirmed to be in production now um, from Nintendo in the press release there. So, you know, given the success of the Mario movie, I wouldn't be surprised to see. Um, and, you know, I, I just think video games in general 
be like the next big, uh, you know, if superhero films are, are going, uh, getting a little bit more fatigue there, I think, you know, video games will probably be the next big IP source for that. Um, other than that, you know, a couple, couple of trailers. You know, we had a trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Inside Out 2 got a trailer. Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, um, Mean Girls Musical. Um, Garfield got a trailer. And, and the aforementioned uh, Madam Web film got a trailer. Um, so, yeah. And, and, and the last bit of fun, you know, apparently there's a Barbenheimer movie, right? Not Barbie, not Oppenheimer, so at the same, but the Barbenheimer movie. Apparently someone's making that in production. So we'll see how that turns out. Anyway, still getting back into the groove of doing a podcast. And again, I, I am going to be taking a week off to go back to, to, to visit my folks down south. So, you know, you won't hear from me until the week after. So, you know, we'll definitely have the numbers for, you know, how Hunger Games did, how the various holiday films did, you know, between Napoleon and Wish. Um, and then, yeah, we'll just try to, you know, finish the year strong and, and keep on making podcasts. But that's a wrap for this episode. You know, tell me, tell me if there's any news or tips you have. I should cover via email at boxofficewatchpodcast.com or on Twitter at BOWatchPodcast. Also, it's on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, or at the very least, tell a friend. Any of that helps. Links to all of those will be in our show notes. Numbers used in the show come from Ninumbers.com. Intro and audio music from Kevin MacLeod. Adding competent of Fumas.io. Adding production by Ninsborn Media. Until next time, this has been the Box Office Watch. And remember, our watch goes on. (laughs) 